open up your Bible. Let's just get into the Word. I think that's a pretty good place to start. You guys agree? If you agree, do you actually have your Bible with you, or are you just... <laughs> I see three Bibles in there. Four. Hey, your eye Bibles count. Take them out. Take them out. Don't text message. I will come preach right at you if you're text messaging. Don't think I won't. I'll sit on your lap unless you're a girl. That would be awkward. All right, open up your Bible to John. John is a book in the Bible. Yeah, it is. Show. Yeah, John. Turn to whatever chapter you want to in John. I'm going to go to chapter 6. Very close to 7, though. I'll be in John chapter 6. If you're in John chapter 8, you'll probably read something different. But you can still turn there if you want. I'll be in John chapter 6, verse, almost said chapter, chapter 6, chapter 22, verse 22. Are you there? Are you really there? Do you actually have your Bible and you're saying you're there? Yeah, I like it. Good. All right, John chapter 6, verse what? 22. 22. I'll, uh. I'll tell you a little bit about what, what the, the scenario, what's going on ahead of time. So I'm not going to read the whole chapter of John chapter 6. I'm going to read a small little section because I'm going to take out a little line out of the section of the chapter of the verses. Just seeing if you guys are paying attention. I'll be in John chapter 6 verse 22, but I'm going to preface, 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 I'm going to preface what's happening. So Jesus just fed 5,000 people. That's pretty awesome, right? I think Gabriel just spoke about this not very long ago. You guys remember? That's when I was here. I was here too. Do you remember anybody? That was longer than that. Five weeks ago? Sweet. So... So anyways, he feeds 5,000 people, right? So he just does this amazing miracle that not very many people have ever done in their life. Like, nobody, probably. But Jesus, right? So he does this awesome miracle, and he has a lot of followers, right? So a lot of people are following him. Obviously, 5,000 people are there. That's, That's a pretty big amount of people. So he has a lot of followers, a lot of people coming to listen to him for many different reasons. Right? To, to see miracles because he was healing people like crazy. He was doing all these amazing things. So they're there to see his miracles. But he's also a great teacher and communicator. So they came to just to listen to him. Just to sit at his feet and listen to what he had to say because they knew he was amazing. So they would come and they would follow him for these reasons. So, so they come and 5,000 people get fed. Right? And then, and then we come into a part where where Jesus and the disciples kind of take off. That's my baby shouting me down, if you were wondering. So he takes his disciples and, and, and they leave. So Jesus goes up to a mountain by himself to hang out with the Father, right, to, to pray, to spend some time with the Lord. Great thing we should all do. Even Jesus spends time alone with God, right? And then his disciples go and they get in a boat. And then Jesus just kind of walks out there on the water. Another pretty sweet miracle, just like it's nothing, you know. It's a couple miles out there, it says, and 
And so he just kind of struts his stuff and walks on this water like it's no big deal and then gets in the boat. And the funny thing is, here, we'll, we'll read it. We'll read it back here. It says, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. That's crazy, huh? He just gets in the boat and then it reaches the shore. You ever wonder why he got in the boat? If he was just going to get right to the shore? This has nothing to do with my message. I'm just wondering. Gets in the boat, gets to the shore. Okay, verse 22, are you there? Are you still paying attention? Because I just started, so you better be. The next day, verse 22, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that he had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boat and went to Capernaum. And if you have a highlighter in your Bible, this isn't me still reading the Bible, just so you know. If you have a highlighter, you have a pencil, write down or, or underline this little part, In Search of Jesus. This is the title of my message, is In Search of Jesus. So I have it highlighted, if you don't believe me. See that little pink highlighter? That's me. Yeah, I did that. So highlight in your Bible if you're afraid to write in it. That's weird, but I do. In search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answers, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give you. That's good right there. That's all we're going to read in that little section. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to get into it. Father, thank you so much for this, for this day, this time to spend together. God, this time to fellowship and to learn about you and to receive from you. God, we ask that tonight that your word would be spoken to us, to all of us, Father, that we would receive you as who you are, God. We would learn more about your Son, Jesus, God, and we would come to know you all just in a greater measure. We come to know one another in a greater, greater measure today as well. We love you so much, and we give you the praise. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Jesus, right, Jesus had just got done doing these miracles, right? And so he had this big following, a bunch of groupies coming looking for him, right, wondering where he's at, what he's doing, where you been, Jesus? We've been looking for you. You know, they they're coming after him. They're trying to find where he is. What, what's he going to do next? And so Jesus right there says, you're not here for the miraculous signs. You're here because I fed you and you had your, full, your fill. But then he goes on to say, do not work for food that spoils, but food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. So in other words, he's saying this. He's saying, don't just look at the things that I bring. Don't just look at the miracles that I perform. Don't just look and listen to the teachings that I've given you. It's more than just the teachings. It's more than just the miracles. It's more than just the signs. It's me. He's telling them, don't look at what I give you necessarily. Look at the one who's giving these things to you. Look to Jesus. So the title of my message is In Search for Jesus. 
these people were in search for Jesus. It wasn't necessarily the right motives. They wanted to see what Jesus was going to do. But Jesus says, don't look for that. Look for me. This is what I have for you. It's, it's, it's about following me. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to go bad. Right? He doesn't change. He's always the same. He's saying, don't go for the things just that I give you, but reach out and search for me. And see, the same thing is prevalent to today. In so many ways, we, we look for the, the things that God can give us, but we don't search for God. We're in search of, of the gifts. Man, give me the gifts. Let me have every gift that you have for me, Lord. Let me have your very best. Let me have everything. I want to have this huge ministry, right? And, and, and sometimes our intentions are good. Like we want God to be glorified in these ministries, but, but we search after the ministry itself or we search after the gift itself or we search after the thing that we can do. But we're not searching after the one who gives all the gifts and gives everything that is great that we have to us. We're just looking for the gifts. Are we in search for Jesus? That's the question. We can search for, for the gifts of the Spirit. We can search for the fruits of the Spirit. I know myself, I've had a lot of prayers that, that sound like, Lord, make me more like this. Lord, give me more love which are good things. God, make me more like you. God, do this thing, do this. And I'm, I'm just praying all these specific things. But I'm not just sitting and being alone with Jesus and getting to know him. I want to jump to the conclusion of what I think is the conclusion. But the truth of the matter is the conclusion is Jesus. That's it. That's all there is. We can search after these gifts every day, right? We can search after the things that, that Jesus places inside of us. And we can follow after these wholeheartedly. But, but what really matters in the end? All that matters in the end is Jesus. It's not your gifts. Can't take those into heaven. It's just you and it's Jesus. Switch over to Matthew chapter 7. I went the wrong way. Turn to the left. To the left, to the left. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. He who seeks, finds. And he who knocks, the door will be opened to him. That word seek means, <laughs> I didn't even say anything yet. Whoa! That word seek. <laughs> Sweet. Every time I say seek now, it's going to be a lot. You guys better make that, so that sound, a noise. The word seek <laughs> means to be in search of something. I didn't say seek. You guys are bad about this. It's just seek, okay? Okay, cool. <laughs> the word seek means to desire, to be in search of, and it means to strive. To strive for. I've heard, I've heard Gabriel preach this before. Right? We, uh, a lot of times as Christians, we, 
we make this as an excuse that, that we're just resting in the Lord, but it's really us just being lazy and saying, well, I'm just resting in the Lord. But this word strive is in the Bible. It says to strive, seek and you will find, or strive and you will find. One person's on top of it. Is that Megan? Oh, good job, Bahala. It means to strive. So the one thing that we should strive for is relationship with Jesus. It says to strive and you will find him. Seek and you will find him. If we seek after God, we will find him. But you have to strive for it. You have to put your heart into it. You have to go after it like you've gone after nothing else before. He is everything you need. Don't go after your gifts. Strive to know Jesus. That is the purpose. He is the reason. Your purpose is not to have an awesome gift that you can go and tell people about and say, hey, I healed this person the other day. That's me. That's awesome. No, it's not about that. It's about the one who gives you the gifts. It's about the giver, not the gifts. But we get caught up in, in, in the things that Jesus produces for us, and we think that that's the thing that we need to strive after. And that's not the thing that we need to strive after. The thing we need to strive to know is Jesus, and that's on a daily basis. That word seek means to go on seeking or to continue to seek or keep on seeking. We need to keep on seeking Jesus every single day. Your striving in knowing Jesus should never change. It shouldn't stop. You will never accomplish it fully until you're in heaven next to to Jesus with him. You're not going to accomplish it yet. Our goal is to strive to know him better. We should always strive to know Jesus better. I was convicted of this just last week that I spend the majority of my time in, in doing the work of the ministry, right? And in, 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 in doing what I feel called that I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do and serve here and serve in this ministry. But I get caught up serving in this ministry and think or try to relate that to me having a relationship with Jesus. But if all that I'm doing is seeking him to, to find a result or to see a ministry flourish, then I'm in it for the wrong reasons and I'm forgetting the whole purpose. The whole purpose is not for our ministry to grow. We would love to see a thousand people in this room every week. Right? But that should not be our goal and our purpose. We should not just be seeking to try and find. I said seeking. Does that count? Some people are making weird noises. I think it's Dominic. (laughs) Or Matt. One of those two. But see, our, our goal needs to be to seek to find Jesus. I know we've been talking about this a lot, and, and, and Gabriel's been hitting on us in these messages, but if there's one thing that we can't get tired of preaching, it's, it's Jesus. And if there's something that you need to hear every single day, it's that you need to spend more time with Jesus. Don't get caught up in the fact that, that you're, you're tired ministering. 
I've been at that place where I get tired ministering. I get tired serving. It seems mundane. It seems like the same thing over and over, and I get tired. And some of you are shouting me down because you're feeling the same way, Drew. (laughs) I think we all get to this place where we get tired. But what we have to remember is, is the purpose is not having a big ministry and, and, and getting all these things done. And See, when I started doing the children's ministry, I, I first, before even praying about it, just got in my office and started doing. Because, see, I have an idea of, of how ministry should look like, of what I feel like ministry should look like. I've been in a ministry for a while. I, I know the steps are what we're supposed to do. So I start doing those steps. Get a team. Find your leaders. Do these things. Right? But, but what I have to remember is, is the purpose is not finding this awesome team to, to lead kids. The purpose is that I grow in Jesus. And through that, He relates to these kids, and he loves these kids. But my focus wasn't on Jesus. My focus was on a ministry. And that's when you get burnt out, and that's when you get tired, and that's when you start to get frustrated and not know what to do because you didn't seek the one who gave you the gift to do that ministry. You sought yourself to try and find that ministry. And I'm saying this transparently, not just at you. I'm saying I've done this, and I do this. But we need to, this is, this is a continual thing. We, we need to seek Jesus for everything. We need to seek him on a daily basis that we would know him better. We would know the plans for our life. We would know where he has us going. We would know who he has us meeting with. See, if you just do that without asking God first, you're just going to be trying, trying on your own. And, and you're going to get so tired and so worn out. And frustrated, and you're gonna hate it. But don't forget that that the purpose is not to see the ministry. The purpose is not to see the gifts. The purpose is Jesus. It's always been Jesus. We just get caught up in the other other things. Thank God that He gives us gifts. He gives us the ability to to love other people. But it's only in Him that we can actually have those gifts. If you're praying, God, give me more love, God, give me more love, but you're never really seeking God just to know God, you're not going to know how to love. Because God is the one who's love. If you want to seek to love somebody else or seek to know how to love somebody or other people to love you, seek the one who is love. His name is Jesus. Seek him. Gabriel's been, been talking about the, the I am's. One of them is I am the bread of life. And Jesus talks about this in this scripture. He says you're, you're searching for something that will fill you. But fill you for today. You need to seek the person that will fill you all the time. It will be constantly filling you. See, I think a lot of times we come to this service trying to get filled up. You're going to get filled up for a couple hours and then you're going to go right back down. But if you continually 
pursue a relationship with Jesus. You're continually pursuing yourself into prayer and asking him, asking for guidance and seeking him. You're not going to get tired. He's going to fulfill you and sustain you because he's your sustainer. He is the bread of life. But don't just go to him to get filled emotionally. You had a rough day. You want an emotional feelings. You feel a little bit better. He makes that. Yeah, he, he definitely takes care of those needs. But he wants you to cry out to him in every emotion that you have. Every feeling, every day, every moment, every situation. He wants to know it and he wants to be your sustainer. But you got to cry out to him for that. You got to search after Jesus. A lot of times we, we search for, God, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do in life? Show me where to go and I'll go. There's even a song about that. Where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll say. I'd sing it, but I can't. <laughs> right? So we, we <laughs> I'm not going to do it. We're trying on our own. We're asking, God, what am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to be? What gifts do you have for me? What ministries should I serve in? What should I do? Where should I go? But we're asking the wrong questions, and we're trying to find the answers on our own. And we're searching to find this answer where I'm supposed to be. So we just try out every ministry till one of them works. But what you skip is going to the one who says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Seek the way, the truth, and the life, and you're going to find out where you're supposed to be. But if you just keep searching, and you skip this, the step of seeking, and you just look straight to find, you're not going to find the answer. You're going to find something. But it's probably not the right way. You've got to search him to find the way, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. It's about spending time with Jesus. It's not about trying to find out where you're supposed to be. Don't skip that step of seeking Jesus. That's where you'll find. It says seek and you will find. It doesn't say just go and try and find where you're supposed to be. And I'll help you out. Thank God he's our redeemer and he does do that. Because we do that all the time. But the purpose is to seek Jesus and figure out where you're supposed to be in your life. But don't just seek him to find out something. Man, I, I do that all the time. I, I just seek him for, I, I, okay, we don't have to keep doing that, but I'm going to say this word a lot. I find myself doing that all the time. I, even this week, I was, I was seeking shh, to find a word to preach. And I find that I spend a lot more time with Jesus when I'm seeking something from him than I do just on my own personal time with him. And that's convicting, but I do it all the time. But see, that's why I end up being up and down in my life, because I'm not being sustained by the sustainer. The way you be sustained by the sustainer is knowing him, spending time with him, being in search for this man named Jesus daily. Daily, like momently, 
Right now, every moment, we need to be searching Him. Anybody go to GM camp this year? I went there. That's it. That's all I have to say. You know, I was there. I was, uh, one day I was dressed in black and um, had blue paint on. It was on my face, on my hands. I remember it too. I was covered. It took a while to get it off of me. It was in the dark. I was blue. So, <laughs> so I, I go there and, and I ended up taking my ring off. This is a wedding ring. If you didn't know, I am married to the most beautiful woman in this world. Sorry, ladies. But Mariah tops you in my book. She has some sexy boots on over there. I bought her those boots. Tell her that you love them so she doesn't take them back. She, she's thinking about exchanging them. Tell them how good she looks. Easy. <laughs> Sorry to call you out. Most amazing woman I've ever met. I married her because if I didn't, somebody else was going to. So I had to snag her, you know. <laughs> and so I married her four years ago. Best decision of my life besides coming to know Jesus. So very close number two. Well, is number two. Anyway, so that was four years ago on September 29th, which we just had our four-year anniversary. Thank you. Yes, appreciate it. We got pedicures together. Don't judge me. Yeah, be jealous. Massage my feet for like 45 minutes. Felt so good. Anybody gotten a pedicure? No, guys? Drew? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Be a man. Get a pedicure. And I got massaged. Oh, it was good. Couples massage. And they went to this amazing restaurant called Hot Sticks. If you haven't been there, take somebody. It's good. I had ostrich. It just walked up in there. And I killed it. Just kidding, I swear. But I did did have ostrich. It was amazing. That's not the purpose. So the purpose of my story is that I have this wedding ring. And it proves that I'm married to Mariah. And if I lose this wedding ring, I have no more proof that I'm married to Mariah. Actually, I have a certificate that proves too. But, but this and a, and a baby. Well, <laughs> these days it doesn't really prove much. But hey, <laughs> I'm married to that woman. So eyes off, man. Anyways, so I lost this wedding ring at a GM camp, and I had a team of people who love me searching for this ring. You were one of them. Thank you. And I appreciate that so much. And, and so we all, for the next, like, two days, searched through all these leaves and this dirt. And, and let me remind you, we had a giant paint fight right before that. So it's all covered with paint all over the ground, water balloons all over the ground. Everything's everywhere because there was a billion kids running around crazy, throwing these water balloons at people, getting hit in the face and... It was pretty awesome, but at the same time, I couldn't find my ring, so we searched for days and didn't find it, and then we left the camp, but then a couple days later, 
some, <laughs> some awesome friends of mine went back looking for my ring, to find my ring. And because I'm wearing this ring on my finger, you probably know what happened. They didn't find it. No, they found it. No, they were searching this whole place, and they got the next kids' camp to come and search for it, looking for it. Everybody's looking for this ring. They got this metal detector. I don't know what they sound like. Something like that. And, and it just goes crazy, and they send me this picture of them smiling with this metal, de- metal detector and my ring up in the air. And they found my ring. Praise the Lord. Thank you that I have some awesome friends, but they sought after this thing because they wanted to make me happy, not even for them, but because of the kindness in their heart, they wanted to go back out to that camp to find it for my wife and I. So they did, and they found it, and it was awesome. And I still wear it, and I never take it off anymore. I sure did. Thank you for reminding me. But the purpose is that they searched for it. And see, in that same way, we need to search after Jesus. We need to be continually looking to find Jesus. Not just to find the answers that we have questions to. But the purpose of coming to know Jesus more intimately. We need to search for Him in the way that we would search for a wedding ring that we lost. Or something that's so important to us. Because Jesus should be the only thing that we really wholeheartedly search everything for to find daily. You know, I I find myself searching for other things way more than I find myself searching for Jesus. Even doing things that, that, that we think as Christians we should do, like serve. And love people. And spend time with people. And all these things are great things. But they're worth nothing if we're not searching for Jesus to find these things. Because Jesus is the one who enables us to find what it is we're looking for. Seek and you will find. Because God's the one who finds us, really. He's the one knocking at the door, pursuing us. You want somebody to pursue you with love? Turn to Jesus. He's already pursuing you with love. Don't fulfill your life with with the things that you should look like as being a Christian. Come to know Jesus and he will show you how to be a Christian. Does that make sense? Don't try to love your, your spouse better. Yeah, I said it. Don't try and strive to, to love your spouse better. Because trust me, it's not going to work. You're going to fail. It's an uplifting message, isn't it? But if I seek Jesus daily... The one who is love, the one who is the way, the truth, the life. He's the one who's going to sustain me and show me and enable me to love my wife and love my daughter and love you guys. Praise God for Jesus, right? I know you wouldn't love me if it wasn't for Jesus. (laughs) Yep. I heard a yep. Can we have the worship team come back up? So I, I know this is, this is something that we've all heard before. 
I'm not trying to preach something new. I'm not trying to look in the Bible for something new to tell you. But all we need to really know is that if we are in constant search of the man named Jesus Christ, he will sustain your life. He will enable you to love. He will do all the things that come outside of it. But don't search for the end result because Jesus is the end result. I'm telling you, you can search as hard as you can to try and find where you fit in, but you'll never find it if you don't search Jesus first. And even if he tells you something that you're supposed to do, search him for the timing of it. That's another big deal. A lot of times we we hear from the Lord what we're supposed to do, but then we just jump into doing it. We skip the step of seeking him continually and we go to find. Well, you told me to lead this ministry. Here I go. And then we forget Jesus. This isn't a message pointed at you. It's a message pointed at me, and I hope you understand with me. That the purpose is not for you to just run out and try and find what you think somebody else who's godly does. Because you're skipping the purpose. If you're not spending time alone with Jesus, you're skipping and forgetting the purpose. If you're just coming to church to get this emotional high every week, or you're just going to serve in your ministry, you're skipping the purpose because the purpose is Jesus. He's going to make you want to serve. He's going to make you want to love people. But if you're in this place where you just hate serving and you hate people, you're not spending enough time with Jesus. I'm going to be honest. You're doing it out of your own strength and you're going to get bored and you're going to get angry and you're going to get frustrated because you're working on your will and not on His. But if you search Him daily, don't just search Him and then stop searching Him either. A lot of times I do this. We, we search till we find the answer and then we just leave Jesus behind and do it all on our own. And that's why a lot of times... Things don't grow and things don't expand because we're not focusing on Jesus. But know this, the goal and the focus is not for you to be an awesome communicator. The goal and the purpose and the focus should not be that you become an amazing worship leader. Your purpose in life is not to prophesy an amazing message. Your purpose in life is not to just lay hands on people and heal them. Your purpose is to go to the healer. Your purpose is to go to the way, to the bread of life. Your purpose is to go to Jesus. And he will take care of the rest. Don't skip the steps. If there's one step you should always remember, it's seek. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek Jesus with all of your heart. Seek, and then you'll find. If you want to know how to love your spouse better, don't just read a bunch of books. They can be helpful. Don't just go get counseling. It can be helpful. But first, run to Jesus. And if you start spending time alone with God and, and time with your spouse with God, and praying together, your life, your marriage, I know a lot of you aren't married, is going to be radically changed because you're seeking first the kingdom of God.
You want to learn how to love people in, in your school or at your work? Learn to intimately love Jesus every day. Learn how to pursue somebody so great and so often. Pursue the man of Jesus. Pursue him and he will show you how to love your neighbor. But first, you've got to learn how to love Jesus. He's going to show you. If there's one thing you should pursue, it's not a man or a woman. It's Jesus. And see, my, my wife is seconding that. She doesn't want me to seek her first because she knows I'm not going to love her if I just seek her first. She knows I need to seek Jesus and he's going to teach me how to love her. If you want to know where you're supposed to be in your ministry, focus first on knowing the man of Jesus. It's a simple message. It's summed up like this. Be in search of Jesus. Seek after Jesus and the rest will just come. If you're called to be a worship leader, you will be a worship leader because Jesus is the one who gave you the gift to lead worship in the first place and he's going to be the one who puts that authority over you. The same thing if you want to be a pastor. Don't just go tell somebody, hey, I'm going to be a pastor. You should hire me. Seek Jesus and he will open the doors for you. So if everybody could stand up, I'm not going to do an altar call. But I am going to ask you to respond. And because the whole message is about seeking Jesus, I want to take time for us to seek Jesus. So if you need to go somewhere on the other side of the room, you need to slip away from the people around you, I encourage it. Go. You can do it now. But get alone with the man of Jesus. Get alone with Jesus and learn about him. Praise him. Thank him for what he's done. You know you have direct access to the Father because of Jesus. You know that you can pray to God and he will hear your prayers and answer your prayers because of Jesus. Because he came down to this earth and he sacrificed everything about him and he laid his life down for you and died on a cross with the most painful death you could imagine so that you could pray to the Father and you would be heard by the Father so that you could be reconciled and and come to know this man named Jesus intimately and have a relationship with him and spend eternity with him and it's all because of this man named Jesus so let's get to know this man named Jesus Let's get to know him as being the bread of life. Let's get to know him as being our good shepherd. Let's get to know him as being the way, the truth, and the life. Let's get to know Jesus. So we're going to start out with just just instruments going. We're not going to sing a specific song yet. I want you just to close your eyes and praise Jesus for who he is. Praise him for being your father, your shepherd, your master. As Seth was saying earlier, every bit of your life, you need to surrender it to Jesus if you're going to see Jesus in your life. So Father, tonight, we come to you, God, 
for the sole purpose of seeking Jesus. Lord, we love that you give us gifts and you show us miracles and you enable us to heal people. But God, more than that, we want to come to know you better. Help us to seek you without just seeking the gifts and the signs. But God, just to seek you for you. Lord, tonight I want to seek you for you. I want to seek Jesus to know him. Father, we love you. We praise your name. Come on, praise his name. However you want to, just start praising his name. Start thanking Jesus. Start telling him that you want to know him better. But don't give him words of flattery like, I'm always going to serve you. I'm going to do everything every single day. Don't give him that crap. But pour your heart out to him. Tell him the truth. Tell him where you're really at. If I can be honest with Jesus, I don't know him the way I want to. If I went into heaven today and Jesus wasn't dressed in these awesome robes, I might not know which one he is. And that's a hard thing to say. But do you really know Jesus the way that he knows you and wants you to know him? That comes through seeking him daily. I'd like to say that I know Jesus, but there's so much more I can learn. There's so much more I can know about him. So be honest with where you're at. Tell Jesus where you're at. Maybe you want to know him for the first time. Maybe you just want to know him better. Maybe you want to know him as being your master. And you've only before known him as your savior. He's so much more. He's so much more than just your savior. Cry out to him now. Cry out with where you're at. Be honest. Tell him what you want. Jesus, I want to know you better. I don't ever want to get to a place where I think I've accomplished it because God, I always know that there's always more I can know about you. Lord, I want to know you so intimately and so greatly. I want to know you more than I know my wife or my best friend. I want to know your heart for me. I want to know your plans for me. More importantly, I want to know Jesus, who he is. Say your own prayers and cry out to him. We're going to take some time just to praise him. And then Seth's going to lead us in worship.